Welcome to another edition of Hood Grace Podcast. Uh, this is Pastor Rudy Rubio, one of the pastors at the Reformed Church of Los Angeles in the city of Linwood. And uh, sitting to my right is... Pastor Chris, another pastor at RCLA. Well, he says another pastor. There ain't no other pastors. It's just he and I. Even though he thinks he's my boss, we are co-pastors. You, you put that on social media that you were my boss, right? I am the boss. <laughs> he's... <laughs> He's just the, the, the face, the, the poster boy, but I'm, I'm the brains behind the operation. It's because I'm cute and he ain't, so I'll just go ahead and give him that. And sitting next to him is my good friend, Pastor Kyle Blake from the Gathering Lutheran Church in Long Beach. You hear how he tried to emphasize Long Beach like he was trying to say something or do something up in here? <laughs> you and Linwood on me. <laughs> hey, but anyways, check it out, family. Um, we wanted to come together. Um, this is only my, my third episode uh, of Hood Grace Podcast. But a lot of stuff's been happening lately, and, and one of the things that we wanted to talk about today, to get three pastors with three different type of experiences from three different perspectives, is to talk about um, like ministry and, and mental health. Um, a pastor at, um, was it Inland Church in the city of Chino? Inland Hills or something. Oh, Inland Hills Church. Um, a brother took his life uh, about a week ago, and there's been a whole bunch of talk and conversation uh, in our circles. Uh, evangelicals in the reform world and with my brother here uh, from the Lutheran world um, just asking a bunch of like really deep and profound questions um, so we, we thought it, it'd be a great idea just to get a couple of guys together around this mic and, and just talk and chop it up and, and 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 what does happen behind the Sunday smile Kyle you know what what happens pastor Chris behind the the handshake and the God bless you every Sunday morning at church like like what's behind that stuff you know and, and I'll open up the mic for any one of you guys to, to feel free to just kick it off. And like, what do you think about when you think of mental health or, or, or ministry or, or how the two come together in, in real life world, you know? No, I, I think that, um, man, I mean, it's a deep question. And I, and I really, my condolences go out to his family, to his church family, uh, to all those who know him. I actually have some friends who through a, a series of relationships are, know the family, know the church. Um, so, you know, I mean, it's been heavy on my heart, too. And, and there's been a lot of posts by friends, like, asking, especially when it comes to, to pastors and what do they go through. You know, I mean, um, you, know, you, you have a lot of realities as a pastor. And, and the first of which, I mean, mental health aside, is just the spiritual warfare that happens. Yeah. Um, the attacks on your own self, the attacks on your family, the attacks on uh, the things and situations around you. You know, and, and uh, the enemy is real and, and he is present and he is trying to disrupt. And so if you've got some some mental health issues yourself, you know, I mean, he's going to whisp- keep whispering in your ears and trying to really press on that. You Always. Know? Yeah. You know, the, the young man who, who um, took his life, to, you know, said that they, he suffered from depression and anxiety, you know, and I, I know what that is. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I mean, I had my actually my brother-in-law this summer uh, chose to end his life as well. Yeah, I remember you uh, telling me about that. So, so I mean, I think it's a it's a very real thing. It's a thing that we don't like to talk about. Yeah, uh, mental health because there's a stigma. You know, if you say, "Hey, I struggle with depression," or "I take my oh, you you oh, there's a problem there." You know, and you shouldn't even be preaching from the pulpit if you've got mental health issues. Is is what part of that stigma is? Right, right. And I think that that the reality is is that we all struggle with something. Yeah. Right. And uh, and so I think that, you know. And then, and then also as church planners, you have this this whole, like, I have to succeed. 
yeah. and and whatever failure looks like, then the enemy likes to whisper in your ear, "Oh, you you yeah. don't you're not worth anything. You're, oh, you're not you know oh, you're not doing enough. Yeah, you you need to be doing more. You need to be loving those people. How yeah. come you're loving those people and not those people? How can mm-hmm. you know? And and then and then also, I mean, you you um, you know, my dad was a, a police officer, and you know, I saw him come home with a lot of stuff, and I never really understood that. And then when yeah. I started getting in ministry, and you're walking with people in the midst of their brokenness, and and even if you're loving them well and you, you, you know, you still take home a little bit of that, Yeah, you know, and you bring that home with you. And, and so it's, it's a combination of like, what are the practices that, that we get into in ministry to, to process the things and to find our own, to become healthy, not just spiritually, but also mentally. And like, you mean like self-care, like or, self-care. Or, or healthy boundaries? Because uh, Pastor Chris and I were talking about this the other day, and, and this is one of the few jobs that, they're like, we're on the clock like 24-7, you know? And, and that's wrong. It's wrong because, you know, I'll get texts at night. I, I was talking with, a, with, a, with a, my sister from church, Robin Lynn, and um, we were having a conversation last night, late at, last night at church, and we were there doing some work. And um, I was sharing with her how um, I got a text the other night from somebody from the congregation, and the first thing I did was, like, look over to see if my wife was asleep because I don't want to wake her up because she gets up, like, at 4 in the morning, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and how I, I came downstairs and, and, and got in a conversation with somebody. Uh, they just really needed to open up, and, and I ended up praying for them, blessing them, and then I went back upstairs, you know? But this is something that we don't turn the clock off on. Like, like we don't punch in, we don't punch out. And a lot of people say, well, leave that at the office. But this just isn't one that you leave at the office, because for one, we're not in it for the money. No. You know, if, if you start... Uh, doing the math on how much we get paid, like we probably get paid below minimum wage based on the amount of hours that, that we put into what we do, right? So h- how can you, or Pastor Chris, maybe you could share like, how do you, what, what, what does a healthy boundary look like for, for, for you in your life? Or, or, or what are some of your struggles that, that you're dealing with or have dealt with or, or, or that you just feel other people should know, you know, with, with what this is like? Because the last thing we want is to hear about another brother who took his life for not being able to share, open up, or, or talk about this stuff. Right. Yeah, I think that um, kind of like what Kyle was saying about the the need for us to feel like we need to succeed, and, and, and you know, that, that can be interpreted in different ways. You know, what, what, does, what does success look like, right? Yeah. And um, there's this, there's this uh, desire to perform well, to, to want to... Uh, you know, to not want to be a failure. For example, us as church planters, we know that most church plants do fail. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And and it's not an easy thing to do, and so we don't want to look like one of those failures. We want to be able to say that we were one of the ones that succeeded at yeah. it. You know. And the thing is, is that that's pressure. And then there's the pressure to want everybody to like you in yeah. your church. There's the pressure of wanting to you know perform well, preach well. Uh, everything that you do, you want to do it well, and you want to be liked. You don't want criticism. Uh, you don't. You don't want to have to deal with any anything like that, you know. And so, because of that, you put added pressure on yourself, and that added pressure forces you to work more than you're supposed to be. Yeah. You know. Uh, you know. I know that I. I am tempted. You know. Me and you have uh, Wednesdays as our day off, right? Yeah. And I know that I'm ten- tempted to want to put those extra four or five hours into the sermon or, or yeah. put those extra four or five hours into doing something that will ensure that we succeed at what we do and that, that we have more numbers. Right. Yeah. And that, and that, and that goes into the, what is, what is success, right? Yeah. If we're, if we're measuring success by, by numbers or bodies in the church, bodies in the church and how much money we have or whatever, then, then 
then that's going to put us into that position where we're going to want to overperform, you know. And but if we but if we simply understand that 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 God is sovereign and that if he has called us here and that if he has a plan for Linwood or, or anywhere somebody is planting Long Beach yeah, wherever, don't forget this cat from yeah, Long Beach right here. <laughs> that that he will do that you know and that whenever we try to uh, overwork ourselves we're not trusting in God's sovereignty anymore so it's sin really is what it is because because God is the one that's going to give the growth uh, Jesus said that he would build his church and we shouldn't be trying to compete with him you know we're not building the church he is uh, now that's not to say that we're not responsible or do what we have to do, but there there is a sense of balance that that needs to be there. So how how would we as pastors and for any of our friends that are either watching us live right now or or listening to the podcast afterwards? Uh, shout out to Pastor James Lynn, uh, James Lynn in Long Beach. He's asking, is that Pastor Kyle Blake? It is. What's yeah, up, Pastor? yeah, that's my just... homie. Now you know one of my deep dark secrets. I had a conversation with him. Yeah. For like close to an hour yesterday. He's a good guy. If he would have said, do you know Kyle Blake? I would have denied Like, no, no, no. Why? Who told you that? No, I'm just I just saw him last night, actually. Uh, James, he's one of my really good friends, one of my best friends. So, yeah, that's that's Kyle Blake. But um, how, how do we, like, like, what can we do as ministers, as pastors, that God has called to, to shepherd over his flock in our respective communities um, to guard our hearts, but but our minds to guard our emotions to to make sure that we're always mentally and emotionally healthy, that we don't have to have another tragedy like like this brother in Chino that took his own life that that felt he he had no other option, that there was absolutely no other solution, but that he had to end his own life. And and now, you know, one of the things that we're going to do this Sunday when when at our, at our church before I get up to preach is. We're going to pray for him, pray for his wife, for his three young kids, and, and for their church family, you know? But but what can we do to avoid that from happening again? I think I think you have to be honest with yourself, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I, I can't speak to what his situation was. I wasn't in his mind. I didn't really know him, um, you know, so I, I can't. I mean, I, I just know what I've read, right? Yeah. Um, but I know, like, what I struggle with, and I know... Um, that I can't give personally what I don't have. You know, I can't walk along somebody if I'm not in a, in a mental state to order to be do in order to do that well. Um, you know, a couple of months ago, I had a buddy of mine uh, come to me, and he was going through some stuff, and I walked with him through it, and it caused some stuff come up in me, right? Yeah. And then I had another friend, like two months later, come up and say, and have the same issues, and I basically just said, "Hey, I love you." I will pray for you, but I can't I, get involved. But I can't get involved. Yeah, I just can't. Yeah, and and I had to be honest with them. I said because it's bringing the and I told them it's bringing these things in me, and I think that that honesty with yourself mm-hmm. and honesty with others around you, um, you know, with it without just throwing up on everybody, yeah, um, helps in that healing process as well. Because I think that a lot of times, unfortunately, uh, people take their pastors and they're like, oh, these are holy men of God and they have nothing wrong and. You they know, got it all together. They've got it all together. They got it all figured out, right? Yeah. And then you know, I mean, when you have family, you know, it, it, you know, it, that that's a hard thing. And then when yeah. you have ministry and you you know whatever, and and so I think that just kind of being honest and open, and and if you need a break, just saying I need a break, um, you know, and and even the church family, if we're talking about pastors, to come alongside and understand that your pastors aren't perfect, yeah, and you know, and just be like, Pastor, how can I pray for you? Um, you know, and, and rather than just always asking how they can care, like, Pastor, I need you to do this for me. Yeah. And just to say, yeah. Pastor, what can I do for you? Yeah. You know? you know, it's funny because the other day I shared with Pastor Chris something um, that, that um, Matt Chandler, Matt Chandler is the president of Acts 29, lead pastor of the Village Church in Texas. Um, 
and and he posted something that 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 was so real. I'm not saying that Pastor Chris or I have experienced it in our church, but it was so real where where it says like all these expectations that Pastor Chris was talking about about being on point, about the preaching and this and that and being loving and they, they, they want you to be smart, not too smart, to be young but not too old, you know, you know, and 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 how if the pastor doesn't really preach the sermon to your satisfaction that you'll 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 grade him like a, a, with two stars on Google something. It's like is that what the gospel has been reduced to to like how you grade or qualify somebody on social media and it was like you don't know and that's where i got that opening comment you don't know what's going on behind the sunday smile you know like pray for your pastors encourage them don't just like like verbalize it like like do something good so they they know that what you're saying is true because like you said we got issues too man and if i can be very forward and and just turn off the 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 censorship right now um, and because this this podcast is called Hood Grace, like we can't be Captain Sableho to everybody. Like like we just can't. No disrespect to anybody, but we cannot be Captain Sableho and sacrifice our families or ourselves for the sake of being there to being a cape crusader to help everybody in their time of need. Yeah, we're not Jesus. We're not. We're not. We're, we're not. We're not. Although people may sometimes come to us thinking that we are not not like the not not like the true son of God. But that yeah. we will do everything that he did. Now, as much as we try to be like him and formed into the image of him, like we're just not him. And I think too, um, and I know I can you know overspeak. So Chris, just shut me off, man. You're bigger than I am. You get it. <laughs> um, I think there's a like if you look at scripture, you look at Christian community. It's Christian community. It's gospel centered community. It's a daily walking with each other. You look at the first century church, and they were daily walking with each other, yeah. right? Community, and, and tight community. It was tight community, yeah. right? And I mean, they shared with one another. The the apostles were honest about, hey, this is what our job is, and we need to, we need help in these areas, and this is what we do, you know, and the back and forth. And and sometimes, like a lot of churches today, and I'm not I'm not putting anybody on blast, but I mean, you just got to think have reduced it to the Sunday show. Yeah. Exactly, and and if the Sunday show is is the the you know the hill by which or the you know the thing by which you're judged, the thing by which you're graded on, you know, then then yeah, there's yeah. a lot of pressure. But if it's about being a gospel centered community with Christ in the center and knowing that He is the way, the truth, and the life, right, yeah. and that everybody comes with their flaws, and it's the body working together. Then it becomes something where you know when your pastor is down, you can pick him up. When you're yeah. you know when your friend's down. Um, yeah, I mean. but but there, there but there's 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 something about not being okay. So there, there's there's the the tension where we where we want to we want to be transparent, right? right. We, we want right. to be open, but we can't be too transparent or right. too open because then they look at us like we're weirdos, right? Right? They're looking at us like, oh man, like you shouldn't even be up there preaching, pastor. Like when you're struggling with that stuff, you know, it's like you don't know what's in my heart, you don't know what's in my mind. So so how do we do that to where it's healthy? And doesn't become unhealthy for the church, or to where we just hold all this stuff in, and then you have tragedy strike again. Well, I think one of the things is, and this is one of the things that I think all of us here do well, is that we have uh, friendships with other pastors. Amen. Amen to that. You know, um, other pastors have to have other pastors because nobody knows what you're going through except another pastor. Yeah. You know what I mean? And. You know, it's it's easier to open up to somebody who is not in your congregation. Mm -hmm. You know, because uh, like you said, you you don't want to throw all your trash out there. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Um, and you know, I, I know for me, like 
you know, me and you being able to to vent to one another yeah. about things that are going on is very very healthy, you know, and 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 just in general, you know, um, I, you know, we always joke around that I'm I'm not the most emotional person in the world, you know, <laughs> and uh, for those on Facebook Live can prove it. <laughs> and and uh, the thing is, is I, I can hold stuff in, yeah. you know, because I feel like I need to just like white knuckle it, you know, yeah, and I know that there is nothing more healing than just telling somebody what you're going through. Yeah. There's something miraculously healing about that you yeah. know and um that's that's a very 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 important thing that i think every christian should have is those two or three people that you're comfortable enough telling i mean everything like where yeah. it's like no holds barred it's like just share whatever you you want you know yeah Kyle? i mean i i think that you know jesus says in matthew chapter 11 come to me all who are weary and carry heavy burdens and i will give you rest Amen. And I think that, you know, we would be remiss to not say, I mean, it is us going to the Father, us going and saying, God, you know, you you need to help me in this. I can't do this, right? Us going, and I'm not saying that somebody who's who's committed suicide didn't do that, yeah. right? I mean, let me be very clear on that. Um, but it, but even us as pastors is directing people um, to, to Christ and us going to Christ and going before him and just saying, you know, Holy Spirit, I need you to put people around me that I can share this with. I need you to put me in community with people that can carry this burden with me, that will walk with me. Um, you know, and, and I think that, uh, it, it is going to the father and it's going to the one who, who came and walked among us. Yeah. You know, Jesus who took it on himself, you know, and, and he's the one who, in the midst of all the disciples, I mean, what's the first thing he says when he shows up to an area, right? Yeah. Don't be afraid. Yeah. I got you. Peace. Yeah. You know, and and I think that a lot of times it's like, how do we help people to see that as a part of, of their spiritual practice, you know, and knowing that, and, and then also, so going to the Father, and then he provides counselors. Yeah. Both psychiatrists and psychologists. And the Holy Spirit that and, he sent as a, as a counselor. Yeah. Uh, the mean, counselor, so, yeah. So you've got, I mean, you've got you've got the, the realization of your church, family, and community, and then you also have the mental health community. Yeah. You know, to go to talk to, to a professional yeah. who, you know, you can process some of these things with and not be afraid of that. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of a lot of pastors, or at least I did growing up, there was a stigma of like, I don't need to talk to a shrink. I ain't crazy. I'm a therapist. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't need to talk to a counselor. Um, and then, and then when you sit down with somebody, especially finding a Christian counselor that you know can direct you and even pray with you, you know it's a very powerful thing. Yeah, makes a lot of noise. Oh. Um, so, um, uh, so how about when somebody says, "I don't know karate, but I know crazy," you, you know, like like all, all of us are a little crazy, and and I don't mean that in in a, in a bad way or a negative connotation, but all of us got issues, man. You know, all of us got issues. And, and I think that if, 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 if we look to the Christian, if we look to the pastor, the person sitting next to us in the pews, that they're our best friends and they love us and they're never going to hurt us, like we're deceiving ourselves and we're just setting ourselves up to, to get hurt, you know? Um, and, and that happens all the time. Have you ever seen the, the little meme that goes up on Facebook that I think I've used it a couple of times before? And it's a picture of... It's Michael, like, Michael Jackson eating popcorn? No, oh. not that one. It's getting me hungry, though. But... Um, but this dude, Pastor Chris, likes doing it, just like throwing grenades in chat rooms and taking off and just watching everybody thush, like piranha on a fish. You know what I'm saying? Um, but where it has like what the congregation looks like when the pastor's preaching, everybody's holding up a sign. Oh. Don't talk about money. You know, tickle my ears. Don't talk about porn. Don't talk about this. And it's like, we'll, like Pastor Chris said something important. 
there is an overwhelming sense of a burden that we place upon ourselves that we need to please everybody, mm. knowing it's never going to happen. You know, in Spanish, is that saying, no soy monedita de oro. Pa caerle bien a todos. They made a song about like, I am not a gold coin. I will not please everybody. But we continue to push ourselves and put pressure on ourselves to please everybody. You know, there's people in the church that have uh, betrayed us and talked bad to us and abandoned us. And, 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 and there's people that encourage us and support us. And like, how do we filter all that stuff out? Like, if anybody's listening right now that is struggling with something like this in the church, what would you say to them to bring them a little bit of peace? Something practical. You mean some, struggling with? With that, with just issues within the church that is causing some undue strain upon them, you know? Because because honestly, like, um, who was it that, was it Jackie Hill Perry that said, um, what, what did she, it had something to do with church hurt. And she said something to the effect of who helped her get over her church hurt? The church. So at one point, the church hurt her, but then it was also the church that helped her heal from that church hurt, you know? Right. I didn't mean that to be a tongue twister, my bad. Well, I think in general, if as Christians we make the place that the church is a place of healing, it's a place of restoration, then it, it, it should be just that. Yeah. So the question is, how does that happen? Well, it happens by Christians acting like Christians, Amen. right? Um, and so when the church is being the church, I think those things get dealt with properly. When the church is acting carnal and not like the church, they won't. You know, it's as simple as that. However, um, I think Kyle brought up a, a great point about the, um, the biblical counselors and stuff like that. I think one of the, the biggest failures of the church today, uh, especially those that are, well, mainly those that are, that are financially able to, is that they don't have Christian counselors on staff. Yeah. You know, there's pastors who are able to do the biblical counseling, but we got to remember, um, when you have a cold, you're not just going to go to your pastor to pray for you and then read the Bible. You're going to go to a doctor. Yeah, right? take some medication too. And, and, that, and, and, you know, there's some people that think that when you, when you step out of the church to look for healing, that you're no longer trusting in God. And it's like, <laughs> no, that's dumb, right? It's, yeah, we're, 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 when I go to the doctor, I'm, I'm thanking God that he gave us doctors. He gave us, you know, the means yeah. by which it's still God, right? Yeah. Uh, the medicine, it's still God because he gave that doctor the wisdom, the knowledge to create those medications and whatnot. And so, um, you know, there needs to be Christian, uh, you know, counselors, psychologists and churches. And, and I think pastors need to be uh, regularly uh, speaking with with Christian psychologists like you, you and I, uh, you know, we know Chuck DeGroat. Yeah. Right? Shout out to Chuck Shout DeGroat. To Chuck DeGroat. If, you're, if you're a pastor, um, you know, go on Facebook right now and friend Chuck DeGroat. Uh, he's an ugly white dude with like, glasses. <laughs> <laughs> with glasses. Chuck, hey, he's taking your class this semester, homie. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> yeah, he, he's been a huge blessing in both of our lives, right, yeah. when it comes to self-care and, and how to, you know, uh, practice uh, contemplation and solitude and, and silence and things like that. And so that's that's of the utmost importance. And, and, and it goes back to the, the thing with the pastor and depression. And, you know, I, I really wish people would be a little bit more respectful with this man. Like, I see people posting stuff, like, right away, as soon as he took Questioning his, life, his salvation. Yeah, like, is he in yeah. heaven right now? It's like, dude, yeah. really? The body ain't so even cold yet. And you're sitting there using him as a as a prop for... for Some theological debate or exactly, whatever. Exactly, yeah. exactly. It's so sad. And, and I think that people need to be respectful of that. And and um, and I think Christians need to be okay with, 
with going and seeking out um, a psychiatrist and maybe they do need medication. I mean, there are certain times where your depression and your anxiety can be healed by just simply uh, getting a better perspective. But there's other times where you have a chemical imbalance and you need to get some medicine, you know what I mean? And and that's that's godly too, to go and seek that help. Yeah, because in in the same way that somebody... Um, yeah, so, so there's a chemical imbalance, if there's a hormone imbalance or something, like the doctor should be able to diagnose and give us some medication the same way if somebody has a low blood count, if somebody has, you know, if their immune system's down, like it's, it's medical, it's not that somebody's crazy and that stigma is something that kills me within the church. But I'm so grateful that it is being talked about more and more. And I think too, I'd be you know, I keep saying I'd be remiss. I gotta stop saying that. But uh, I think too, you gotta, you know, the the family members around uh, around the individual as well. I mean, I have a family member who struggles with mental health and mental illness, and mm-hmm. and you know, sometimes people treat their family like they have the plague. Yeah. Right. Not only does the individual have the plague, the family has the plague as well. You know, and I think that. Um, that's one of those things that it's like, how do we come along each side of each other? Yeah. How do we love one another through this? How do we walk? You know, how do we sit with people? And then, and then two is the people around you, you know, are they encouraging you? Are they listening to you? Do they, do they really, you know, love who you are? And, 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 and if, you know, if you're in a, you, I keep going down different roads, but I mean, will they encourage you to see counselors, both biblical and, and yeah. you know, theological counselors as well as, as yeah. you know, PhDs and such? Because um, at the end of the day, I mean, as a pastor, I, I've got a theology degree. Yeah. I've got a lot of theology work, but I'm not, I'm not a counselor. Yeah. Like, I'm not a psychiatrist or psychologist, and, and I have to know my boundaries in that as well yeah. and when to refer. You know? Yeah, and, 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 it's, and there's nothing wrong with being a, pa- a, a pastor and referring somebody to because yeah. like in many cases we're just triage we're just triage i was talking to the homie jose hernandez and 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 in watts and and the homie chris brosette out in north hollywood and he's like um man sometimes we're just triage bro we're just taking in the gunshot wounds spiritually speaking emotionally speaking and sometimes like physically and literally speaking you know but but then what do we do with them after that we can't continue to treat people from a to z and still do all the other stuff we need to do. Care for the church at whole, plan, cast vision, prepare sermons, love on our wives and kids. Like we'll get burnt out. So there's nothing wrong at a healthy moment saying, "Okay, I've done all I can for you as a pastor. It is now my turn to hand you off to a professional." And because both you guys talked about Christian counselors, make sure that we have verified and bona fide people that we can refer them to, mm. right? In, in in our community, that's not going to cost them an arm and a leg. You know, I, I know people like, like Chuck DeGroat and what they what they did at the church he used to be at, um, establishing a counseling center and stuff like that. I'm glad that churches have the means to do that. But for churches like ours, you know, where we're out fundraising just to be able to finally get TVs a year later, you know, it's like, it, it's not that easy, you know. And, and I'm sure there's a ton of pastors uh, that are doing church in hard places, um, like, like Doug Logan and, and the homie Thomas Forster, that's their phrase, you know, doing church in hard places. That, that don't have the means and um, it, it can be hard man it, it can be hard but basically we just we wanted to talk today based on what happened with Pastor Andrew Stokeline last week and and the Indian Hills Church uh, family in Chino California um, there's been people making a whole bunch of like Pastor Chris a bunch of just stupid comments and, and we just want to honor him and his family and pray for them that God would bring peace upon them uh, that the family as well as a church family would be able to have peace uh, and whoever is nearby them to just come around them and, and love, just love the heck out of them. You know, don't question, just love on them. 
and, and for those of you that, that aren't sure how your pastor's doing, go ask them. Invite them over to your home for lunch, for, for dinner and invite them out for coffee and, and, and just ask them, Pastor, how are you doing? Pastor, how, how, how can I pray for you? How, how can I bless you? You know, a church leader, step up and figure out how you can help take some stuff off your pastor's plates and give them just a little peace of mind. You know, um, I, I wish I had one one equation that, that, that would be one size fits all, but but I don't. And, and I don't think one exists other than just having just true compassion for your fellow brother and sister the way Christ said. You know, if you by doing this, all will know that you are my disciples. Amen. Amen. Anything either guys, uh, either of you want to add to this or subtract from this uh, before we shut it down? We got just a couple of minutes left, and um, I want to make sure that that we don't walk away saying, "Oh man, I should have said this or I should have said that." Uh, I think two things. One is is just, I mean, we can't have this whole conversation in just thirty minutes, right? So it's no. like it's kind of asking the folks that listen to your podcast or watch you on Facebook Live, like, what what do you think? Like, what do you, yeah. you know? Where are you at with this? You know, is, is Starting the conversation, but having the conversation is important. Yeah. Um, and, and then second, you know, I mean, it, it is, you know, finding a gospel-centered community that's, that's biblical preaching, that focuses on Christ, um, you know, and, and through that to, you know, the one, for, if nothing else, the verse that I always go back to is Isaiah 41.10. And uh, and I'm sure you got that in I, the... I got it right here. There you and go. actually, I'll, I'll do it in context. Well, not in full context, but I'll do it starting in verse 9. It says this, I've called you back from the ends of the earth, saying, You are my servant, for I have chosen you and will not throw you away. Verse 10, So do not be afraid, for I am with you. Do not be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my victorious right hand. And uh, it goes down a little bit further in verse 13. For I will hold you by the right hand, I, the Lord your God, and I say, do not be afraid. I'm here to help you. Amen. And so so not only seeking the Lord, and, and I love the, you're talking about silence and contemplation and those types of things, and but being a part of that community and seeking some of the outside help as well. Yeah. And, and doing stuff that, that we like to do, man. That, that, like not everything that we do has to be hyper-religious. Like it's okay to do things that aren't of faith. Like, like tomorrow, yeah, I said that. Like, like tomorrow, I'm going to take a bunch of homies out. We're going to go shoot some handball in the park. So what? And you know what I used to promote it? A clip from American Me. Who cares? You know what I'm saying? I'm not promoting the movie. I'm not promoting the lifestyle. But a lot of people, it, it, it resonated with them. Right. And, and if that's what it's going to take to get somebody in the handball court, talk some smack, and pray for them, you know, and check in with each other, so be it. I got two verses I want to share. The first is Psalm uh, 14, verses 17 and 18 that say, When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. And there are many times that I have felt that way. But it's it's a reminder that the Lord hears us and he will deliver us from all of our, all of our troubles. The thing is, sometimes we don't want to wait. We want it not now. We want it right now. So, so you, you're saying you've struggled with, with depression and anxiety? Yes. As a pastor, bro, I had my very first anxiety attack about a year ago where 911 had to be dialed right there sitting behind you. I was chopping up vegetables for some ceviche because we were going to have the Canelo fight that night. Right. And 911 had to come, and I thought I was dying. Never knew, had experienced a heart attack. I mean, a heart attack. It felt like a heart attack. It was an anxiety attack. And I had a couple more after that. And, and my brother Chris had told me that he in the past had experienced them and showed me some breathing exercises. So now if I ever start to feel that, I'll immediately get on my knees, I'll pray, and I'll start doing those exercises. And I keep looking at my Apple Watch to see what my heart rate is. And usually it kind of calms down. Mm -hmm. You know, usually it kind of calms down. 
but I know that a lot of that comes from the pressure that I put on myself because of the expectations that I put on myself. You know, I hold myself to a higher standard. I, I had one, went to the hospital, got released, went to church and preached a sermon. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, I know. That's how you roll, man. But, but yeah, so I, too, have struggled with depression and anxiety uh, as a part of the ministry and, and you know, just in my, my normal everyday life. Yeah. And, and again, it, it's okay to see a therapist if you got to get put on meds for a time being for some type of imbalance or just in your process of healing. Like, that's okay, too. Don't let nobody tell you otherwise. And and if you're not a pastor, you're, you're, you're somebody that, that attends a church, you're a church member, like... um. Don't look at somebody foul. Don't treat somebody different because they go to a therapist or they're struggling with some mental health issue. Love on them because you have no idea what they're experiencing. Um, if, if there's something going on um, in somebody's life, they're probably or usually not going to show it on Sunday morning at church. Right. Get to know them. And, and if, you're, if you're a Christian, I would challenge you uh, this week, uh, this Lord's Day coming up Sunday, to... Step out of your comfort zone and reach out to somebody in your church that you've never met before, that you don't know, somebody that you see who sits in the back pew. Um, you never know what people are going through. And I think that if every Christian would be intentional about uh, getting out of their holy huddles and, and hanging out with the same people week after week after week and actually getting to know the people that nobody at church knows, I think a lot of this stuff would, would be dealt with because people would get help that, that they didn't know was there before. Amen. Those are very wise words. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people tuning in right now. I'm sorry, guys. We're out of time. Uh, all of us have to shake rocks and go pick up our kids from school uh, and a ton of other things that we have to do. But know that um, this probably won't be the last time we talk about this. Uh, there'll probably be many more times that we talk about this because it's something so deep and profound that we just can't talk about it once in 33 minutes and expect for it to be over. But we'd love to hear your comments, your replies. Uh, where did we win the day? Where did we completely lose it and, and miss the mark? Uh, and we'd be happy to talk about this again with questions. Uh, and, and always point us to the Bible. Don't just give us opinions. Talk to us about what the Lord says through his word. Amen. Um, really quick, if you are in the Long Beach area, please feel free to stop by and check out the Lutheran, the Gathering Lutheran Church that meets on Sundays at 10 a.m. What's the address there? 905 Atlantic Avenue. 905 Atlantic Avenue. If you're in the Compton, Watts, Linwood area, please come hang out with us. We'll give you an opportunity to sleep in late on Sunday, have breakfast in bed, and swing by around 12 noon. Uh, at 3801 Cortland Street on the corner of Bullis in the city of Linwood. Peace. This is Hood Grace. We out.